1: Classic week, Crime Boss, all in the game. Um, Crime Boss debuted back on A Ball m g g s MJG's album On the Outside Looking In back in '94. He signed with Swave House and issued his debut the following year, entitled All in the Game, which is the joint that we're reviewing right now. The album peaked at number 113 on the Billboard 200. He followed up in '97 with his most successful album, Conflicts and Confusion, released by Relativity Records which went to number 25 on the Billboard 200. Despite the success of the album, Crime Boss left Suave House and released his third and final album, still at large, in 1998 for his own Crime Lab records. Um, Ken, which is, I, like, never heard of Crime Boss at all. At all. I'm Uh-oh. not surprised. <laughs> yeah, so when when you was like, oh yeah, I w- you know, I want to know what you think about this guy, I was like, okay, you know, maybe just an older guy. I n- I never heard of, but this dude literally has three albums and that's it. Um, and you know what? Like listening to his style, he might have been ahead of his time. Mm. Um, and the reason why I say that is he, he, to me, he was perfectly poised for the underground journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that at the time of when he came out, ninety six and all of that, it's. Nobody really navigated, like there really wasn't an underground per se just yet. Like mm-hmm. it was still being kind of cultivated because obviously New York dominated the hip uh scene, the radio and all of that at the time. And then West Coast came in and they were dominating. But the South, this is the time when, you know, the South was bubbling, you know, obviously with Outkast, obviously with Scarface. Um, But, like, they didn't have um anything established just yet. So I could see how somebody like Crime Boss and the music that he made just didn't necessarily mm-hmm. tip the scale. But I think that if he if he would have came out later with the internet and stuff like that, oh, man, this man would have had a cult following, bro. Like, Ken, this, <laughs> this shit is hard. <laughs> and, 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 and what was so crazy, I'm listening to this. I'm like, oh, like this has like a lot of west uh mm-hmm. influence in it the way he's rapping feels modern it it doesn't yep. feel like dusty dated um the way he rides be- like he just has something about him and then he he has some um some comedy about him too he had a line i i was trying to remember you know i'm bad with lines but i fuck with crime boss kid i never heard n- nobody in life has ever <laughs> mentioned
0: this guy Man, I got man, shh, bro. I got artists for days like this, but this was a uh, you know Suave House, Eight Ball, mm-hmm. MJG. So, mm-hmm. man, if Eight a- if Suave House put some shit out, I was buying it. <laughs> um, and he was he was one man, and and man, to me, this is his this is his best album. Mm. Um, I was really surprised to hear that the second album was as successful as it was, because mm-hmm. it was a big letdown uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because this thing, man, I, I just I don't know what it is, man. Like, I guess everything you said is spot on. Like, the way it opened with with the second song Put him up. Mm-hmm. And the way the guy just came in and started singing, and mm-hmm. man, it was so fucking smooth with it. Story goes with eight with uh eight ball on it. Great storytelling, fry, quick, straight mm-hmm. song, straight to the point. Um man, and then it then it kind of switched it up with Big Chief and. And then another motherfucker just coming in just singing his ass off, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> towards the end. Man, like, this dude was killing it. Now, here's the thing, so, you know, back then, you know, you spend your money for your CDs and mm-hmm. you go through it, so first five were, were hidden for me. Recognize was cool, but because I loved the album so much, I just played it and eventually, mm-hmm. Recognize just started to kinda sound different. I'm like, that's
1: that West shit, that's that West shit. Yep. See because. Because, Ken, I, I was a little Damn, thrown you right. back. You're right. That's he, exactly what it is. Yeah, like, like it has some West influence. Um, I felt a little bit of Master P in this as well. Just, you know, the stories about being in the street and stuff like that and, you know, him just being a crime boss. Like, it felt mm-hmm. very Master P. Like, like Ken, yeah. this is that shit. And I guess, you know, for me, since this is my first listen, it all flowed together. Like, it mm-hmm. all made sense. Like, recognized, just fit right in line with everything.
0: It does. Yeah, it, it does. It, it it eventually came together as a complete package for me. Um, uh, Dreaming was another one that didn't, didn't quite didn't quite uh, work with me the first couple of times I listened. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, the more I played it, I was like, okay, I, I started looking forward to that one. But uh, Point of No Return.
1: <laughs> yes. That shit. Yes, sir. Woo.
0: And that has the group South Circle on that one. Mm. And man, they, they got a they put out an album called All in the Game, uh, which was another one that that I liked. I don't yeah. See, and that's that South shit. You know
1: why? The clap, yeah, bounce, like yep. that like that went away a little bit from the West. Like you get the little eh, eh, yep. where, where okay, you know, it sounded a little different. But that's some south mm-hmm. shit. That that that's when them niggas had the Dayton's and they going, they swerving in the lane right here, bro. Yep. That's that that that's that Texas shit right there. Yeah,
0: and then the chick, the storytelling on mm-hmm. that shit, I was like, damn man, I was all in that story about uh, about um, dude getting played by that girl, and then going off, man, and then it ended with an untitled track, which was which was dope too. But I thought going off was a good quote unquote closing trap because the last come and get some was basically an outro. But yeah, man, like if you if like it's listening to this because I haven't listened to this in a long time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Man, we gonna listen to some old shit." <laughs> let me let me let me pull something out. <laughs> let me pull out one of my favorites and see what people nowadays think. Mm-hmm. You know what a young cat, you know, like you think because it was like 1995, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like, "I know I like it." Rod may may fuck with it too, mm-hmm. heavy. I have to ask him about it, but I was like, "You know, what, let's do it." Um. I didn't really, because I'm just, you know, you just listen to music back then mm-hmm. for me. But listen to it now, just kind of thinking about it critically, I'm like, yeah, uh, there was variety on here. There was storytelling mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. here. Um, I think the song structure with the way he used people singing on here and the way you wouldn't have a person singing now and then you bring them in later. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one song where it's just the instrumental. To open it's just, just the straight instrumental. And then he start rapping. The way he handed off, he got some kid or sounded like a kid on here rapping. Like, this dude put together a really, really solid fucking project. And it was just something me and the homies would mm-hmm. just listen to, you know. And that was it. You know, but we used to ride around in this shit, man. Like, this, this is all we played.
1: Yeah. no, I could definitely see it. Like, like you know, with the Beastie Boys, when you said you were 10 when that came out, I was 10 or 11 when this came out. So, and you know, like, and when I was preteen, like that, The only hip-hop I was really privy to was anything that was on the radio and, um, you know, some of the bigger artists. But outside of that, like, this never cracked Chicago Mm -hmm. airwaves. You know what I'm saying? Like, we heard, you know, Cali stuff, Dr. Dre, Mm -hmm. Pog, Snoop, um, and we heard a lot of Midwest stuff. You know what I'm saying? Obviously Bone, Crucial Conflict, but we never really got Southern shit. You know what I'm saying? We got New York shit, you know, Heavy D, uh, Jay, the J, the Oh, you got all of that. Mm. But we did not get dudes like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, like, yeah, like, Big Chiefin'. Like, he didn't even start that song off. Like, this a dude rap- singing. hmm Like, what? <laughs> it's like, I, and I didn't think about it at the time. it was like, man, what the fuck? Who does that? Yeah. Like, you just open the track out of this guy, and it sounds like an R&B song, and then he just comes in and just start rapping and close shit out. Man, nah, uh, this this shit was dope, bro.
1: That, that beat on Big Chiefin'. You know, you know who I could hear take the, all of the vocals off and just get on the beat. Who,
0: Larry? Really?
1: Th- that's a Le- that's a Larry June and motherfucking a uh, primo type shit right there.
0: Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I, I would. I would. I. I would, the reason why I question that because mm-hmm. I'm used to Larry being over slower stuff. At least that's what I hear in my head. You listen to him more than yeah. me, so you know. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah,
1: he cause Larry got super slow shit. He got mid tempo shit and he got quicker shit. But this right here, this is this is Larry June speed right here. Just that 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 like, you know, Mac Daddy type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah.
0: But yeah. Yeah, most of the song is just singing. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's 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 an incredible and a risky move by him mm-hmm. for somebody with the name Yeah, with the name Crime Boss, and you got all this killing mm-hmm. and stuff like this and you got this dude over here just singing his ass off with the <laughs> falsettos and shit like that. Yeah, man. Nah, this shit was dope, man. Yep.
1: So, Ken, this joint was released back February seventh, nineteen ninety five. Twelve songs, fifty four minutes. That just tells you it was a different time. It frame. was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve songs, and a whole hour worth of music. That's crazy. But uh, what were some of your favorite joints on here?
0: Um, shit, man. Put them up. Uh, that's how the story goes. Mm-hmm. Fry, mm-hmm. big chiefin', um, point of no return. Man, I love everything on here, bro. help, yeah. you know, uh come and get some. Yeah. I
1: shit, I'ma say, hey, look, do you like the bump in the whip? This motherfucker rides.
0: It, it, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Hey, it's 95, <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, yes, man. It shit does this <laughs> year is
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, man. Crazy.
1: So, look, I, I look, I like put them up, story goes, fry, give me a uh, point of no return, give me going off. Like, man, this shit is hard. This shit is hard. Go listen to it. If you never heard it, stream it. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, you know, let's give Crime Boss a little bit of respect here. You know what I'm saying? It's a damn dope project. Um, But you guys know what it is, man. It's Classic Week. And we round it out Classic Week. And we're going to finish out the year with Young Dolph Week, R.I.P., And Atlanta Week, you know what I'm saying? Which order are they going to drop? We don't know, but it's going to drop. So just stay tuned. If you like Classic Week, we're pretty sure you're going to like those other ones as well. Um, But you guys already know what it is. Me and Ken will be back tomorrow with another one. We out. Peace. Peace.